This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everyone? It's Christina Williams from Girls Talk Sports TV, and I'm this week's guest on the Kicks and Shit Show. So tune in because you don't want to miss this conversation. What's good, everybody? We are back. It is your boy, Gerard, and your girl, Gabby. Episode 101 of the Kicks and Shit Show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I how like did we it. get here? This is 101, Jay. <laughs> how did we get here? The same way we got to episode 100. I feel like I feel like Pinky uh, <laughs> in the brain when, when Pinky asked Brain, Brain. What are we going to do tonight? Same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try and take over the world. I love that you said that because I haven't watched that show, obviously, in so many years, nor have I quoted it in almost as many years. And I said that to somebody yesterday, like, what are we going to do tomorrow, not right? And I was like, wait, same universe just makes sense sometimes. It just makes sense sometimes. But, you know, there is something. Wonderful about that exchange, right? In Pinky sort of like excitement for the day that's going to unfold, and Brain being like, "It's going to be like every other day." <laughs> We're going to try like to do his piece, though. That's like the beating yes. the repetition, right? <laughs> yes. It's not like us and like Pinky. I'm like Gerard. What are we going to do next week? Uh, I'm going to add a British accent. Well, that, excellent. That a, a, excellent, excellent analogy. Yes, I am the brain. You are Pinky. Yes, that's perfect. Uh, I love it. Excellent. <laughs> I mean, almost as, almost as much as I love uncut gems. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Good old uncut gems. Uh, Gabby, uh, you are on the East Coast now. Um, you know, still working on um, your. Uh, listen, we'll get to them in a minute. Working on your apartment, you know. See, folks, this is how this is how luxurious Gabby's life is. She has apartments on both coasts. Gabby right? does not have an apartment on both. <laughs> Gabby no. is very fortunate to <laughs> stay with people on other coasts. Gabby only has one home, and that is in West New York, which is in New Jersey. Fun fact, y'all. Yeah, and true. It's on Rapper Row, uh, as Jazz, our, one of our good friends, has, has aptly told me, which, love that, you know. <laughs> Rapper's Row. And no, you are not notorious. No, we're not doing that. Um, I wasn't going to say it, so I wasn't going to bring it up, but uh, I am very much in New Jersey. I'm a Jersey girl. You know this, but with a little New York side as well. So very I got you. Home. I got uh, you. After, especially after a few weeks away, you know, we had some big events out in LA, mm-hmm. a lot of fun, exciting things, lots of feats in the streets. Mm-hmm. Feats in the streets. Um, check those, check those um, kicks and shit show IG stories. You'll see lots of feats in the streets. Um, yes. You you seemingly brought back good LA weather with you. Although it, it, it was warm the past week, I, w- I will say. I know I've been back the past week. No, see, that's the thing, I folks. Did bring I, back. I, I, that's thing, folks I don't even know when she's back, folks. That's the thing. I'll just be talking like, where even are you in the world right now? Who knows? I mean, Jay, I gotta keep my <laughs> shit private, you know. <laughs> Wylan. Uh Anyway, yes, you brought some good weather back. Uh, you are also happy because your New York Rangers are in the Eastern Conference Finals of the NHL playoffs. They have a at the time of this recording. It'll be something different by the time you guys hear it. But they have a 1-0 lead in that series. Um, 
played super well. Um, you know, listen, this could be kind of a team of destiny type of thing. You know, the, the, the Tampa Bay Lightning are, of course, your two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. So not going to be an easy foe to take down, but the Rangers look ready for this moment. And I'm sure you're happy seeing all the excitement over at Madison Square Garden. I am very happy, Jay. I, I will say it's like Rangers versus Rangers South. I mean, I think the Rangers of like five to ten years ago uh, gave a lot of our players down mm-hmm. to Tampa Bay for those who mm-hmm. are not as close to hockey. You know, I got a rep with the Staple Pigeon collab with the Rangers that dropped mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, really excited. And I think, you know, one of my favorite things about New York sports, because we are not always used to being in the playoffs, I know it's self-awareness right or I, I like live for the new york post headlines right like all the puns about the hurricanes in the last round were really great i mean i think you know the instagram versus reality memes i am here for it i love all the pettiness i love the trolling and it's really beautiful to watch this team come together right mm-hmm. so like no matter what happens i think mm-hmm. to see the energy the the spirit the fans all around it it's really beautiful i mean they did a live broadcast in uh, Central Park, right? And they've been doing like Bryant Park Mm -hmm. pop-ups, viewing parties at the garden, like all this really cool stuff. And the turnout has been unreal. So it's it's an exciting time for Rangers in the middle of the summer. Yes, we do play hockey when it's warm out sometimes, (laughs) but not as warm as uh, the Vegas Golden Knights had to deal with during playoffs last year true 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 um and you know it's exciting and you know much like i always say for the nba playoffs you know when your team makes it to the final four or you make it to the conference uh championship round that is an accomplishment like we do this thing in this culture where if you don't win the ring nothing nothing matters and it's like it's hard to win in sports like I know people think like, oh, no, like it's really, really difficult to win. And when your team, you know, some people are lucky and they root for teams that are in the playoffs every year and they get, some people are not. So when your team gets to this round, celebrate it because it may never happen again in your lifetime. You don't know. There are, listen, there, how many people were not able to see their beloved Chicago Cubs, <laughs> right? Like it's just, it's the nature of how this stuff works. So, you know, be thankful and be happy when your team uh, does in fact advance that far. That's a that's a big time accomplishment. Um, it's also yeah. a good time. I mean, it's early in the season. God knows they play 162 freaking games for crying out loud in baseball. But the Yankees and Mets are doing well. Mets uh, with the best record in the National League. The Yankees are also tops in the American League or a game or two behind. But either way, um, if you're a Mets fan, a long suffering Mets fan, this has got to be feeling great for you right now. Um, Steve Cohen taking over the team. Team looking in a new direction. I mean. It's a good time. Again, be thankful, appreciative, because especially if you're a Mets fan, you know what it was like. So just be be thankful that you have, you know, something to celebrate. Um, of course, it's NBA finals going on as well. Um, again, when this comes out, the, the series score will be different. But right now, the Boston Celtics are up one game to none on the Golden State Warriors. Um, it was a tremendous comeback on Thursday night by Boston in the, in the fourth quarter. You know, it's so funny with sports, Gabby, like particularly for people who are casual fans of sports, right? Like a lot of people only tune into sports in the playoffs or particularly in the championship rounds, and they're not following the day-to-day, right? Regular season and in the deep playoffs. And when there are teams that are familiar to casual people, like the Golden State Warriors, right? I liken them to a movie with actors that you know and you know are going to deliver a certain type of performance, right? That's like, oh, this Tom Hanks movie, whatever. It's going to be good because Tom Hanks is in it. Oh, Denzel Washington, yeah, it's going to be good because Denzel, right? This is just what you just expect it because this is what it is without any kind of thought or whatever, just because of the body of work that they've given to you in the past. Sports kind of work similar for many people, right? The Warriors. Last time I saw them on this stage, they win championships. They're really good. And you would not be wrong. Okay, cool. But just because that's exactly what they were in their previous iteration does not mean they are that in their current iteration, right? And look, series is far from over, one nothing, but... I think, you know, Boston is a legitimate team and people I think are somewhat surprised. I mean, I'm not because, again, I, I'm deep in the, in the NBA and I'm like, Boston's really, really good. Like, and they can guard and, you know, that matters. And while the, uh, the broadcast on Thursday night was hilarious, Gabby, because they did that whole uh, total amount of finals games experience, 120 something for the Warriors, zero for the Celtics. And it's like... You know, experience matters to an extent, but 
you know, playoff experience matters too. And this Celtics team, they may not have advanced to the ultimate round with this current group with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart, but they've been to multiple Eastern Conference Finals, right? And I just said previously, when your team gets that far, celebrate it because it's really hard to get to that round. And they've had some heartbreak. And we know in sports, oftentimes in the NBA, that heartbreak, and when you go through that together as a team, that builds up a resolve and gives you a level of if and when we get back here again, we know what it takes now, right? You, you sort of suffered your, your lumps and your bruises. And if you're so fortunate to get back there again, you know, maybe you're able to prevail this time. They were able to advance to the finals this time. And now we'll see what happens in this series. Yeah, I mean, this is a really interesting series in general, right? I totally agree, Jay, with you about it being a younger, newer team when it comes to NBA finals. But like... Clay's back from, from two years away. There's all these other factors. The team's a little bit older now, right, uh, in Golden State. And they're amazing. I mean, Steph had, what, 20 for, 21 points mm-hmm. in the first mm-hmm. quarter alone? That's more than, mm-hmm. like, most players have throughout the entire game. Came in real hot. So I, I think people also forget in sports a lot, right, when there's these dynasties and these franchises mm-hmm. that, that really perform for a while. They forget what it was like of, like, the days of old, right? Boston – in the night, like '90s, like 2000s, Boston, they were consistently solid as well, right? Like I, I go back and I always think about like the Ray Allen, Paul, Paul Pierce, Pierce KG, mid 2000s. Yeah, that was like beautiful basketball. And to me, like that is very indigenous of like the culture of basketball in Boston and how that's mm-hmm. kind of translated into this new group, right? They mm-hmm. play well together as a team. I think that's something to me that is Boston basketball, no matter who's on that team. I mean, yes, they have to work out some kinks, but you're never like, whoa, it's a shit show over there in Boston basketball, <laughs> right? Like, I think the teams always have like a level of consistent play and teamwork. And so I think that's what this matchup is, is extra interesting, right? They like knocked out a few really big people, uh, to get to where they are now. And nobody's really talked about that when they're in the finals. They're like, oh, they're in the finals. It just, they happen to be against this team who's been a powerhouse forever. Like, come on, you guys. Let's, let's like embrace what this new generation of Boston is. And let it play and out. Towards this for a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're, you're, you're dead on, right? Like it, it is this idea that, well, they've never, and it's like, you know, I tell this story all the time, but it's, it's a, it's one of my favorite stories. I was talking to Shaq, um, and it was the year that I was talking to Shaq. I love it started out that way. Trying well, to you know, the most humble of brags. God, listen, listen, Shaq's my guy, and um, it was the year that the Rockets took the Warriors to seven games um, in the conference finals, and this was in April, so right before the playoffs. And I was convinced the Rockets were going to win the championship that year, and you know, if not for a Chris Paul hamstring injury, they probably do. Remember, they had Golden State down three two, um, and Chris Paul gets hurt. Moving on, I said to Shaq, you know, I was like, you know, what do you think about the playoffs? Like, who do you like? And he mentioned Golden State, blah, 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 and all that. And I was like, what about Houston? He's like, in typical Shaq fashion, Gerard, they don't have championship DNA in like his super baritone deep voice. And I was like, <laughs> impression. I was like, but Shaq, nobody has championship DNA until they win a championship. Excellent point, Gerard. And I was like, right. Like, so just because someone hasn't done something before doesn't mean they can't do it, Right. The first of anything means that you didn't do it and then you eventually did it, right? Like, I I mean, no one broke a four minute mile until someone broke a four, right? Like that's, that's how this thing works. So just because a team has never doesn't mean they can't, right? Now, yes, of course, with the Warriors, we know we've seen their core players on this stage win championships before. So for everybody, it's like, oh, in many ways, it's a comfort thing. Oh, well, I know because I've seen that team do it. Just because you haven't seen those guys do it doesn't mean they can't, right? But anyway, as I said, it's still early, but, you know, always, you know, that's what makes sports so beautiful, right? Is that the drama and the intrigue involves around that. And it's, it's that's why it's the best reality show going because it's not scripted. We have no idea what's going to happen. Sure, the Warriors might win. They might not, right? Like, that is that is the, the, the beauty of it. Um, you know, I, I wanted to also touch on uh, a couple things. Well, actually, wait, one thing. As we're getting towards summertime and, you know, weather's feeling fine, we, you know, we always talk about wearing our kicks and, you know, not wearing them to the beach because anybody trying to get sand in their, <laughs> their shoes. Um, I want to talk about slides. Did you see was that meme going around of, or was a video, not a meme, really, of um, <laughs> this kid or some person he had Yeezy slides on and he couldn't get them off 
his foot he was at the beach and they like they got him like up around like the ankle and he's like trying to figure out which way to go up. and i was like bro yep. i was like ah, i don't know you have to cut those my guy like, i don't like i don't know like and say farewell to that foot at that point my guy I mean, <laughs> oh you're saying cut the foot i'm saying cut the, the yeezy. at the ankle <laughs> cut have, don't cut the yeezy are you crazy the reseller goes it's not shit come on say, say goodbye to your feet yep <laughs> We got you one foot in the street you, instead of feet you, you in the streets. You don't need those. Who, who need, needs okay. a foot? Foot in the streets. There we go. It's going to trend you guys. Uh, and we, we last summer, we talked about slides. And, you know, I'm currently wearing my Nike slides right now. I've got to find a pair of Puma slides. That is missing from the Ooh. arsenal. And I'm really, you know, Puma slides, like, they have sandals. But I don't want sandals. Like, I want specifically slides. Um, and I got to really like kind of dig around to find like what, um, what I want. Uh, as a slide connoisseur, Jay, what is your favorite <laughs> brand of slide? I mean, I know what mine that I always rock, oh, but I'd okay. love to hear yours. Uh, Adidas. Um, those are the Adidas slides are my favorite. The Mm-hmm. They've been yep. my favorite since, I don't know. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> I have them in so many colors that that is my go-to unless my feet are cold and then I'll put on the Ugg slides. Oh, you know the ones keep, that are not meant to be worn outside. Yeah, mm-hmm, I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna show you because I have them on now. Finally got my AC fix after a week home. So, um, <laughs> but I will say this, folks. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like I look like I'm on the Spice Girls. These are not <laughs> meant for outside, but they have. But a you wear them outside. I don't know. I would never wear oh. them outside. First of all, just because you're showing some toes doesn't mean that they are outdoor <laughs> shoes for summer. Like my feet would be sweating. And I would be a crazy person sliding around in these. But I see them out all the time, especially in the red colorway. Like, these came out a couple of years ago. And I feel like it is, like, reminiscent of all the 90s things. Because there's a little bit of a platform. Yeah, yeah. Like, the strap with the graphic print that reminds me of the moon boots that came out, mm. like, 20 years ago. It's just I was, I was laughing because I was I was imagining you in those slides, like going outside of your apartment. I was thinking like that, like, like a '90s SNL skit where like you're going out to like take out your trash and like you're in your muumu or whatever, and you've got right. like this. You just like, <laughs> please don't use my name in muumu ever again. But I may have once taken out the trash. Uh huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm in my building, so it's not like I'm walking down to the end of the driveway. I'm not like in the house coat. I feel like you're picturing me not even in a boo boo in like a full blown house coat or a robe with, with curlers. Like, curlers <laughs> and then the cap, the bonnet over the curlers. I know what is happening in your head. Absolutely not. So good. Um, more believable. Bike shorts, you know, yes. an oversized tee, maybe some kind of chain situation, kind of like exactly what I'm wearing right now. Maybe throw on an ankle weight if I'm feeling real soft. I mean, Gabby, every season is bike short season. So, you know. Uh, 100%. Why I think it's the time out west. Body season and bike short season all year round. I stand for that statement. Uh, uh, listen, and you, as well, you should. No, that was funny. I love how you, you're so in tune to my brain because that's exactly where I went. You know what? The only thing that would make it crazier is if it was like, I mean, and this is not you, but like, like oh. an, an older woman who would like have the, the lipstick kind of like messed up and she's chain smoking and she's throwing the trash out. <laughs> Yo, these are not that ugly, okay? <laughs> no, no, they're they're not. It's just it's just the idea of like wearing like, you know, indoor house things like out into the world. That's all. <laughs> well, I, and, and I understand that. I think what's funny about that too is there was something – about uh, that I saw on Instagram, of course, because I see all of the things on Instagram. And it was another video too. And it was a girl who was like, what are your fashion? Like, what are you into? What are your pet peeves? And what the third pet peeve that some girl said was, when people don't wear socks with slides. And I was like, am I that old that that's a thing that people are really into right now? There is not much that is... I mean, I'm not much that is less attractive than a pair of white tube socks halfway up the calf outside. You know that look, and it, it spans across all ages, predominantly male, but all it ages. Does. It does. Like, you can imagine like the older gentleman with like the house shorts and like the tank top or the white tee, you the, know, and the paper curled up mm-hmm. walking down the, the, the driveway. The one time I do not mind the socks with the slides is the athlete coming out of competition. Yeah. And they're they've just run around and they got their cleats on and they just take their cleats off and they're like I don't yeah. care and they and they slay it and they, that I'm like all right your shoes your basketball yeah. sneakers like I all get right. that because you're like I get it that relief is so sweet yes so 100%. sweet 100 
But like, so sweet. But otherwise, you know. No, thank you. <laughs> All right, folks. Stay tuned because coming up next, we have a special guest uh, from the world of the WNBA and all things media. So stay tuned. What's up, y'all? We are back. And Gabby, we are not alone. We are joined by Christina Williams, the founder of Girls Talk Sports TV and a Forbes 30 Under 30 award winner. Pretty impressive stuff, Christina. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Excited for today. Thank you for joining us. Um, so I'm actually going to start there. When you got the call that you were going to be on the Forbes 30 under 30 list, were you like, mama, I made it. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, um, my friend of mine, Dorothy Gentry, who is a women's basketball reporter, she actually texted me the morning that the list came out and she told me before Forbes told me and like ever i was like are you sure i made the list and she was like yeah like it's up or whatever and so yeah i was super excited um and then forbes ended up like telling us all around 10 a.m but dorothy told me at like 7 a.m but yeah it was, it was a good feeling um to be able to you know be recognized by forbes yeah no doubt i mean it's a prestigious list so many Amazing people, uh, friends of ours have been on there, right? Um, our, our friend Ari has been a Forbes 30 under 30 member. Um, Malika Andrews, a friend of mine, has been. I mean, so many incredible women have been on that list. So I know that had to feel good. So, hello, listener. Guess who's back? It's me, Anthony Mays, your favorite butcher turned podcast producer, and I'm here to talk to you about Butcher Box. ButcherBox is the most convenient way to get high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep, free shipping, vacuum-sealed packaging. It's ready to go right then. It's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high-quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me. I promise. But maybe it happens. Butcher Box takes all of that out of the picture. You are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer, and you're not going to find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. So sign up at butcherbox.com dings, D-I-N-G-S, and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Girls Talk Sports TV. I mean, that like that's that's the reason, right? So where and when and how did that all come about? Um, Girls Talk Sports TV was conceptualized in 2018. Um, at the time, I was like transitioning from working on like a specific basketball project. And I remember it was like two weeks after I decided to like move in a different direction. I like, it's like a light bulb went off in my head, <laughs> literally, <laughs> of, of joining my two passions of sports and storytelling together, um, having like a journalism background and then also that sports background, um, I feel like it was just inevitable that it was going to happen. And so I remember like when I came up with the name, just like texting friends who were on the West Coast and I'm on the East Coast. And it was like 9 a.m. my time, 6 a.m. their time. And they probably thought I was crazy, but like they really um, encouraged me to just take that first step. And, and that's what I did. I created the Instagram page and like covered all the IP and stuff like that and just really um went for it. I mean, I had always wanted to start some sort of blog or 
website. It was like always a part of like a New Year's resolution, but I kept holding it off. And so I felt like that time, uh, July 9th, 2018, it was like the perfect time and everything aligned for me to be able to just step out and, and create. And so, you know, you mentioned something interesting that, you know, people who are listening to this and watching us always think about, right? You mentioned securing the IP, et cetera, like that, you know, having an idea is, of course, that's the, that's the first thing, right? That's the kernel, but you want to protect your intellectual property, right? Like, because Absolutely. someone sees it, they jack it, they may somehow find a way to get more followers <laughs> and it doesn't matter if you were there first or whatever, that's the one that people are going to flock to. So how did you know that you had to do that process? Like, was that something you, were you always business minded? Yeah, I've always been business minded. I mean, my grandfather who passed in 2019, uh, he worked in music and entertainment. And so I remember just growing up, always shadowing him and always just being inspired by him and his hustle. Like literally when I was a kid, I would be in his office typing contracts up and stuff. <laughs> like, so he is one person that I always looked up to in terms of the handling business because he taught me how to do that. Um, whether it was like coming up with a business plan or, or whatever it was, um, you know, my, my late grandfather was the one who was like, make sure, you know, ownership, he preached ownership. And so that was really important when I came up with the idea was then to secure everything um, and make sure that I, I owned it. And so, yeah, uh, that's pretty much the gist of, of how uh, this business savvy you were also as like a young toddler. You already had the legalese already ready. You probably already had a, a paper with the with the boilerplate. You already knew. Ah, this is all I need right here. Period. Yeah, I'm so grateful um, for that experience with my grandfather. Just being in and around like the business and the business and music industry, entertainment industry, growing up because it it really made a difference to how I approach when I started Girls Talk Sports TV and just what I wanted to do in terms of like ownership and like protecting um, just, just it makes you feel good, right? To, to know that you have something that you own. So, yeah. I love that. And I think, you know, there's always, it's always that extra fight, right? To, especially as a female and in sports on top of that. Oh, do you like it? Cause your boyfriend, are you interested in it? Cause of this? <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, what I love about your platform so much is that you create a space that is, is safe for women it's empowering and you've taken kind of on this like role model role since you started this i mean i've been following since the beginning big fan as well um but i'd love for you to talk more kind of about what that means in terms of representation in the sports field and kind of how that's changed since you started well for me representation meant everything partly because when i tried to just you know get into the sports industry the traditional way. I mean, rejection was just right at the door. and But I didn't let that stop me. Instead of like waiting for an opportunity to come to me, I decided to create my own opportunity um, and just stick with it, you know? And, and almost three and a half years down the line, I mean, it, it worked out, right? Um, but yeah, to answer your question, uh, becoming a role model and representation, um, I never set out to be a role model, but I guess it comes with the job, um, mm -hmm. you know, and it's always weird when people walk up to me in different arenas and they know me. Like, it's really weird because <laughs> I'm like, I'm just a regular schmegler degler girl from Harlem, New York, um, who's just like having fun and doing what I'm passionate about. And so the fact that, you know, people are telling me that, you know, I'm making an impact on them or inspiring them in any way, it makes the work that I'm doing that much satisfying and worth it more worth it to me I guess because like I said for me it was hard for me to get into this industry as a black woman and so you know if what I'm doing can open the doors for those that are coming behind me if it, if it can do that for them then great you know I'd, I'd rather take the hits and bruises um so that it could be easier for the next one no that I love that and you know because as someone myself who you know I carved my own path into media, right? It wasn't traditional at it. I mean, yes, I went to college, but I didn't go to journalism, journalism school. I didn't do that route. I didn't intern somewhere in some local market that was right. and then move my way up. That, that wasn't the process, right? Um, it's actually, a, it's a third career now for me. Third, fourth, who knows? I've, so many careers. I've, I've, I've lived millions of lives, but Same. it's an idea when you, when you, right? When you feel a passion for something, you're like, no, I, I know I can do this. And you find your own way. So when you started it, obviously it was born out of rejection in many ways right and not getting what you want but what did you ultimately and what do you want ultimately the platform to be um well ultimately 
I mean, I feel like it's already becoming what I want it to be. And it's that's really that go-to source for all things women's basketball news. I mean, when players, executives, fans tell me that I don't even go to the major sites. I just go to your Instagram page to find out what's happening or I'm subscribed to your Twitter for all the breaking news. I mean, that's that's the gist of of what I want just to one the credibility being taken seriously in this industry um you know because people may think that you know I just post on social media but no this whole strategy behind what I'm doing uh, like I said I went to school for journalism and used that education to just Mm -hmm. create something that was different um to be a disruptor in the media industry even is, is a huge thing like I always felt that I wasn't the traditional reporter and so just using my experiences like growing up in Harlem like you know people that hoop out here are not reading the New York Times to get their sports news like they're on mm-hmm. social media you know mm-hmm. what I mean um, yep. and just talking about like just the disadvantages that some people have who love sports you know getting access to sports news so I feel like Girls Talk Sports TV is like for everyone and it's a cheat sheet you don't even have to be a women's sports fan to, to subscribe to what I'm doing or to tune in like, you know, if, if you're a new fan, you know, you will instantly, you know, get the mm-hmm, news mm-hmm. of the day and understand what's happening without having to go to the difficulties of finding content. So, yeah, well, that, that's the challenge, particularly for like WNBA. Right. Because if you try to go to like one of the mainstream sites, I mean, they may have something, but it's like so hard to like find what you need. But your, your thing is like, come to my Instagram page. You got everything you want right here. So I love <laughs> I, 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 I love that. So, you know, how one of the things the NBA does is. It, and you know some people have an issue with this, but it's whatever they do it. How they sell like the off court drama as well as the game <laughs> itself. Um, do you participate in that for yourself, or are you like no? It's strictly about the game. Um, as a journalist, you know, I always you know do everything that I do with the proper ethics and integrity. So if I'm breaking a story about locker room issues, if I'm breaking a story about a trade or whatever may be happening or controversial thing, like last year, um, I was able to get the scoop, get an interview in real time um, when the whole thing with Courtney Williams and Atlanta Dream happened, mm-hmm. right? And like mm-hmm. Renee Montgomery is someone who gave me my very first sit down interview when I started my company. And, you know, nice. like we have a Shout relationship, Renee. She's but awesome. like she also understands that I have a job to do as a journalist. And so when that report came out of the Atlanta Dream and I received the call from the agent, it was like, no, we need to go live right now. I have something to say. And it like blew, that interview blew up on all sports channels. And then the next day in the finals, they're asking Renee at halftime about the situation from the interview. You know, I mean, as a journalist, I have to do my job. I have to be unbiased, you know, and and the players respect that. um, The fans respect it. And like I said, everything that I do, I do it with the same journalistic integrity, whether it's breaking news. If I'm breaking news, I'm checking multiple sources before, you know, I put something out there, you know, like really Mm -hmm, fact checking. mm -hmm. Like I'd rather be right than first. And so, you know, for me, I've built that community, that digital community where I don't have to necessarily always be first. Does it help? Yeah, it helps to get the scoop first, of course. <laughs> um, but, you know, one thing people know about me is that Christina is always right and I can trust her word. So that means more. That, that is a hallmark of a, of a good journalist. <laughs> All right. I got two WNBA specific questions for you. Okay. First one, uh, was there anything behind Kelsey Plum's comment about her? Well, you guys know I'm a starter. I'm not a bench player. Was there anything more than that or was she just – you know, doing a usual athlete thing that like I'm very confident in my abilities and you know, y'all know what it is. Um, and the second question is, um, do you have any insight into what was going on between Diana Taurasi and Skylar Diggins Smith <laughs> on the bench on that blow up two weeks Ooh, ago? These are my questions. That's all. Just <laughs> be on the hot seat. Well, I did not actually hear that comment by Kelsey Plum, but um, I did have a, have a chance to speak to Becky Hammond today because I'm working on something and just nice. like I love the culture that Becky is building with the Aces, mm-hmm. that new, brand new identity. Um, she moved, mm-hmm. you know, De'Erica Hamby and Kelsey Plum to starting roles, too, mm-hmm. both mm-hmm. whom mm-hmm. have won the six Women of the Year awards, respectively, in the last three years. And so, you know, I just think that, you know, Kelsey in this season, she's just stepping into that confidence as a player and being that number one pick that we all know. I love her. She's one of my faves. I I love the confidence that Kelsey is exuding, um, you know, lately. And that Aces team, I mean, they are the number one team right now. And, you know, they can talk their ish. I I love the confidence that female (laughs) athletes that that they have. Um, And then to answer your second question with Sky and DT, I mean, 
all is well right now in Phoenix. Guys yeah. back on the floor with her team um, playing how she plays and doing what she does. I think that, you know, as the head coach said, Vanessa Nygaard, she said, you know, it's just a moment of passion, you know. And these are two superstars who are very competitive and they want to yeah. win. And so, you know, I just mm-hmm. think that it was nothing more than what that was. Um, and, yeah, I, that's what I think. Yeah, and I it's funny because I say that to, like, guys, oh, my gosh, this happens on the NBA right. bench like 85 <laughs> times a game. Like, right. they're just – they're competitive and they want to win. So, of course, they're going to, like, you know – and it's so funny because that the clip was hilarious because I'm watching Sky and you could tell she was seething, right? <laughs> like it was just I was like, oh, all right, she got to just let it out, and it's fine. Once you let it out, and then we all at the end, cool, it's fine. You got to, you know, don't let it bu- bubble up underneath. Just let it all out. We fine. We're family. It was cool, but yeah, I just want to touch on yeah, that. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was just a moment of passion. You got two of the biggest competitors in the league that want to win, and. You know, that team is dealing with a lot. You have new roster, new coach, BGs in Russia. So, BGs you know, there's yeah. a lot happening in Phoenix. A so, lot happening. You know, that's all, that's all I think it was. I think also just to that point, like the W, there's a lot more eyes on it, right? Like there's a lot more people watching. And there's also like one thing that's super fun about the, the NBA, right, is to Gerard's point. They show a little bit more of the personality, yeah. a little bit behind the curtain. So I, I like seeing this progression with the W as well. Cause it's like, you get to know the players, the personality, and then it, it gives another level of connection. I mean, that said, there's still a long way for progress and stuff with the W in terms of the public eye. What do you see as the biggest opportunity or things that uh, the W can be doing? Well, you just mentioned it, these real authentic moments, just letting players be who they are and and not judging them for, you know, heat of the moment stuff or, you know, putting them under a microscope or being simply human. Um, But to answer your question, just more storytelling, more investment in marketing, putting them out there. I mean, if you can see it, you can be it. And then just like creating more visibility. And so my, at least my job as a content creator, as a writer, as a as an analyst is just to tell those stories as much in the best way possible that I can and continue to shine a light on it. But, yeah, it's about putting them out there, just the visibility. I love that. We, we relate to athletes through story, right? That is still the power, most powerful way to do it, whether it's men or women. Like there's no different. And I love that fact. And I love what you're doing with your site because – you, you're bringing that like no these are just ladies who happen to ball right? like that's all it is it's the same thing that the nba dudes do we just anatomically a little different that's all like ain't, otherwise ain't no difference and i think that's the biggest thing right and getting getting the mindset of people to change around that right so i think there's this idea like still that prevails even though it's 2022 i don't know why we still think right. this way oh i don't know that we should see women's sports doing that i'm like why not <laughs> who cares they balling like why does it matter you know like so I, I love like like i grew up in <laughs> yeah. harlem so for me it wasn't so it wasn't far off for me to see girls or women hooping like there's so many AAU yeah. teams and, and hoopers out here like i grew up in the culture so for me it's it's on a broader perspective to see it now as an adult like oh my god people really think like this but like being from new york city a melting pot i've always seen like yeah. women hooping yeah. you know so and, you know, I, one of my favorite moments was last year during the uh, WNBA Finals. <laughs> um, and I forget which girl was, like, on the and ground. Sophie Cunningham um, but, and Khalid Popper. Yes. Okay. I was like, <laughs> yes! I was like, because, was because come on, man. You just, yeah, you're just out here battling, man. It's all good. Like, this this is just, it is what it is. It was uh, it, it was great to see. And again, like, you can all relate to that. Like, no matter anybody's played or competed in anything. And that's the thing, right? How do you relate these stories that everybody understands? It's like, WNBA, you know, ain't no thing. It's just right. basketball. And there's, like, right? no like, cookie cut away for these women to have to behave. I feel like, mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes we see, like, people box them in as athletes. Like, they mm-hmm. are women. They should be well behaved. And, and it's like, nah, like right. they are athletes, yeah. they're competitors. They're going to do what they have to do to win. And we should see all aspects of them, not just, you yep. know, one version. And I, I love, I, I love that you normalize it with your content. Oh, Cause that's yep. <laughs> what, once, once you do that, I think then it becomes, Oh, it's not a big deal. Right. 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 Like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I try to keep it positive, but I'm trying to be real at the same time. So it's like, you know, if a situation happens, I feel like, even in NBA coverage, like I study a lot of the NBA media and how they do things because 
Again, mm-hmm. I want that equitable coverage for the women. You know, women's sports receive less than 4% of all media coverage. So for me, I'm like, okay, if the NBA is covered 365 days, 24-7, how can I do the same thing with the W? Like, you know, the NBA normalized Taco Tuesday with LeBron James, just like a little bit of coverage, you know? <laughs> like, how can we get the same amount of coverage yeah. for the women? You know, whether it's posting yep. TikToks yep. or funny moments or just showing a variety of coverage, I think it's important. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, I love that. And I think, you know, we talk a lot about sneakers on this show, hence the name Kicks and Shit. But I think one thing I'm starting to see a little bit more that I want to continue to build on is just women in sneakers in the WNBA, for example, right? These WNBA fits that you're starting to see made for the W, like, you're seeing a lot more coverage around, Mm -hmm. like, the full fit, the tunnel Mm -hmm. walk. Mm -hmm. Players have stylists now for the tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get them real. Let's get them real, real. (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I think that opens the door because I, I love that you said before, like if you see it, you can be it, right? Like in the way that we haven't had a signature women's shoe in basketball since what Cheryl right, Swoops, right? Like, mm-hmm. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And I know Brianna Stewart's working on something with Puma, so mm-hmm. really excited to see how that unfolds. Um, but what do you want to see more of that isn't really happening? Related to sneakers or not in the W, like for brands to start paying more attention. I mean, this is so much opportunity for brands to market and invest in these players. I mean, as as athletes, um, but you hit the nail right on the head with uh, just more sneaker deals and Puma. I mean, shout out to Puma. <laughs> but, you know, I, I really love what they're doing in terms of, you know, signing athletes and really taking care of them, whether it's giving Brianna Stewart her own. Um, signature shoe that's supposed to come out soon or just making the first ever um, basketball women's collection dedicated to to women athletes. I I really love what June Ambrose and Puma have been doing. Um, And and they have an all-star lineup of athletes as well. But yeah, Mm -hmm. I think that more WNBA players need sneaker deals. (laughs) For sure. Shouts to Stewie. When you sign to lose. Yeah, for sure. Already have sneaker deals when they get out of college or whatever. Even in college now. Yeah. Yeah. Capitalize. Shouts to Stewie. I think Sky is also a Puma (laughs) athlete, if I'm not mistaken. Um, You know, all all these women that like, that become these household names, like honestly, and you know, whatever, we love Nike here, but you know, not above, above criticizing them. I think they missed an opportunity to give Sabrina a signature shoe. Like when it was realized that her and Kobe had this kind of relationship thing, and like you bring, G- I'm like, this is just just make a fucking easy. Just doing a player, a and calling it the day, like it has yeah. to be beyond just giving a right. player a pee and call it a day. Like yeah. really show right. them, you know, that you, you know yeah. you want to invest in them. Like I love what Converse is doing with Natasha Cloud. Her being the first W player mm-hmm. to sign to Converse, but she had to win a WNBA championship and wait six years for that deal. But I do love what Converse has been doing in terms of backing her off the court as well. When she set out the 2020 season, mm-hmm. they paid her full salary. Um, you know, just mm-hmm. how mm-hmm. they invest in her, the way they let her design her own shoe and and support her activism within the league and who she is as a person. You know, brands really caring and getting behind the athlete more than just what they can do in their ability on the court. Uh, Michael Jordan handpicked and signed, you know, WNBA players to the Jordan mm-hmm. brand. I think that's dope. Mm-hmm. And Ariel Powers, uh, she recently said she was in a shooting slump and she texted Michael Jordan for advice. Like, that is a, such a flex as, to yeah, be able as to dope. text mm-hmm. Michael Jordan. She had, I think she went off for like 25 points that game, but like, to be able to had to have companies <laughs> invest in you in that way where you can text Michael Jordan and be like, hey, like, I'm having a shooting yeah. something. What's your advice for me? Like, that is so dope. I love it. I love it. Um, man, we could talk about the W for like a million hours, but we don't have a million hours. Last question before um, we get to America's favorite segment, which is shoot <laughs> and tell. Um, do you, there's been some talk recently about the WNBA potentially expanding. Um, how do you feel about that? Just not only as a journalist, but as someone who's as a fan of the league, because the NBA has talked about it for a while too. And I have, you know, expansion I, for the NBA. I'll, I'll give you the NBA side. I don't want it. Be, I know why they want to go to Seattle and Vegas and I get it, but I don't want talent pools to get diluted. Number, number one. And number two, 
we already play 82 games. Now we got to play more. Like I, I don't, I, I'm against lengthening the season, and but you know, I, I see the I see the league through a much different lens. How do you see expansion? Well, the, the W and NBA are completely different. There's only 12 teams, mm-hmm. 144 right. spots. But with the CBA, um, there's less than 144 spots, more like 136 per season. And so I mm-hmm. think that expansion is necessary because it gives more opportunities to players who should be playing in the league. Um, and, mm-hmm. uh, for me personally, I think that roster expansion should happen first and then get rid of the salary yep. cap maybe, and then expand into more cities because then see, now you you're talking way more players jobs with expanding a roster from 12 to 15, maybe increasing the minutes of the game, like getting rid of the salary mm-hmm. cap or lifting it a little mm-hmm. bit, uh, raising it, um, mm-hmm. or make it a soft, right, cap, a super soft right? cap, like something. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just doing things like that, I think, would be a little bit better than adding one to two teams uh, in the next few years. But, yeah, you know, yeah. expansion is great for the league. I think that is necessary because interest in the league is growing. You have some uh, generational talent that will be coming out of college in the next two years in the league of Boston, Paige Beckers. Um, and so mm-hmm. we want to get ready for that, make sure that, you know, they have a spot in the, in the league, as you know, as the league continues to gain interest and grow. So... You know, I think it's great. I'm hearing it might be Oakland and Philly. Um, and so, you know, we shall see. Hoop cities, Hoop cities for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, if if two companies don't do anything with Aaliyah Boston, Paige Beckers, and AZ Fudd, which, I mean, like, come on. Like, the, these are names right. we already know. We already know but them. Most importantly, They're already stars. I feel like <laughs> what happens with the CBA is those mid-tier veterans, they get – Xed out the league because teams cannot afford to, they do. to have them on the roster. And when free agency or, you know, it's, it's time to make a roster at the mm-hmm. beginning of the season, GMs are not really thinking about who's the best player available. They're like thinking business-wise of how they can move contracts yeah. to fit underneath the salary cap. And so, mm-hmm. you know, those mid-tier players are disadvantaged. Some vets that should be playing, some legends that should be playing mm-hmm. in a league but have to wait for yeah. an opportunity for someone to get injured mid-season to yeah. even be able to get playing yeah. time. It's ridiculous. So. No, yeah. I mean, you, you you even see that still somewhat in the NBA, right? Because you've got the max slots that take up a lot of space. And then it's like, well, we're just going to get a bunch of cheap young guys because and a lot of those mid-tier vets tend to start getting moved out of the league because it seems like, nah, I'd rather get a younger guy right. on a cheaper deal. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's, it's tough. It, it's tough all around. All right, folks, stay tuned because coming up next, America's favorite segment, Shoe and Tell. Presented by another lame, I got a feeling that Christina's got some heat for y'all to see. I don't know, just my just just my thoughts. Anyway, stay tuned. What's up, y'all? We are back, and you know what time it is. America's favorite segment, Shoe and Tell, presented by Another Lane, the premier digital marketplace for dope kicks. You know, guys, anotherlane.com. We're trying to tell you support small businesses, support Chad Nadina Jones. Get out there, and you're trying to find out about kicks. You want to find those rare pairs. You want to find a like-minded community of sneakerheads? Get on anotherlane.com. All right, Christina, this is your show. Show us what you got. All right, so I I got some heat. Um, okay, so my first shoot I'm going to show is the Court Rider Maverick by Puma and June Ambrose. Oh, um, really like this shoe. <laughs> it's a lot of fun, a lot of color, and obviously. Um, I come from a, a fashion background before I got into sports, so always was a huge fan of June Ambrose and what she's about and in terms of supporting women. And so I specifically like this because, one, I can wear it with my WNBA orange hoodie, mm-hmm. but, two, because these are shoes that specifically are geared towards women's basketball. And so I, I just like these shoes. They're fun. They're super comfortable to, like, work out and play in. And so, yeah. That is a For fire shoe. I love that silhouette. <laughs> Okay, so the second shoe was also by June Ambrose. Shout out to June Ambrose. Amazing. Shout out to June. Shout out to Puma. Shout out Mm -hmm. to Puma too. Um, This one is the Cunning Suede uh, High Court Collection. So again, I talked about how she came out with the High Court Collection to support you know women athletes and women in basketball. So this is more of a casual shoe. But I love it. I like it because it comes with two different laces, which is kind of cool. Two tone laces. It's suede. Mm-hmm. Um, this is more of a casual like shoe that you can wear around the city. Super comfortable. The iconic Puma low suede silhouette. Everyone knows yes. that. I love it. But I like Everyone that remix needs- on it. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. The super remix. And it's very fashionable. It's very mm-hmm. June. So mm-hmm. love like that. Like it. Too. Like it. Okay. And then the next shoe that I'm going to show is the MB01 uh, Queen City shoe by Lamelo Ball. Oh, Ooh. Christina, I, I, I'm noticing that Puma has a bit of your let's call it <laughs> let's call it heart in this segment. They do, they do. Um, I love the color on that. You, you know, like the color, like yes. immediately the color. Um, I like how Lamelo designed this shoe. Um, right here it says one of one, mm-hmm. not from here. Um, you know, he plays for Charlotte, so you mm-hmm. can see some of that inspiration. But yep. I think this is a fun, like, super girly shoe. Um, it came out around Women's History, Women's Women's Month, sorry, Women's History Month. And so I just like the fun color, the purple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I worked out in these, super comfortable to work out in. And, yeah, like, no real connection to the shoe. I just I just like the color and how comfortable it is so yeah no that's a shout out to Lamelo ball queen city you know charlotte doing doing the thing love the colorways there puma's really done some great things uh with basketball shoes um and we we like the direction they're heading in uh right now obviously the stuff that june ambrose has done of course Lamelo, uh deandre ayton's one of their athletes they 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 got of course stewie we mentioned i'm waiting for stewie's shoe to come out (laughs) wait wait waiting for the stewie ones i don't even know if they're called the stewie ones but i'm gonna call the stewie ones But yeah, I mean, Puma has really, you know, changed the direction into where they're going in terms of on-court shoes, off-court shoes, lifestyle, casual shoes. And mm-hmm. my closet is full of Pumas. <laughs> but, love that. Um, you know, I love, love that, that I, I can have a, a look for, for any situation. If I want to walk out, if I want to be casual, if I want to play sports, um, there's something for everything. So. Love that. that. Christina, this was awesome. We really loved having you on. Tell the people where they can find you, where they can support your work and all that good stuff. Absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram at Christina Williams. That's with the K-H. And for the latest breaking news, follow my Twitter at Christina. And then you can follow Girls Talk Sports TV across all social platforms. And then every Wednesday, I'm on Spotify. I have a show called Women's Sports Wednesday. And I'm on every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then lastly, all throughout the summer, you can catch me on MSG Networks on the Better Hour every other week, uh, starting at 5 p.m., talking all things WNBA and NBA sports betting. So super excited. Folks, she is out there in these (laughs) streets. I mean, all those places she gave you. Her feet are definitely in the streets. So many places for for you guys to find her. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, they, and her feats will be in Pumas, most likely. So, you know. <laughs> and as always, folks, you know where to find us. We are part of that Count the Dings family, of course, with the original Bomb Show, with um, Woke Bros, with Crypto Bros, with Showtime, the limited series, um, talking about the, the Lakers dynasty, all these fantastic shows that are out there. And, of course, us at Kicks and Shit Show. We are at Kicks and Shit Show on all social media platforms. Until next time, peace.